Welcome to Anna Sparks CEO Podcast, Conversations on Economic Opportunity. My name is Paul Krutko, and I'm the President and CEO of Ann Arbor Spark. Welcome to a series of conversations with key leaders from those sectors. Joining me today is Drew Vilbig. Did I say that right, Drew? Vilbig? Okay. Yep. Uh, development Manager at Ranger Power, a solar energy development company committed to working closely with landowners to bring new investment and clean energy to their communities. So really, thanks for taking time to talk with us today, Drew. I really appreciate it. Um, so so we, we always like to get a little bit of background, you know, on how people got to where they are in their journey of, of career and in life. So you, you've came into the renewable energy space by way of a project at your family's fifth generation farm. Tell, tell us how that started and how it got you to where you are now in terms of leading this activity at Ranger Power. Yeah, yeah, happy to. Um, so so I've, uh, I'm, I'm still pretty early on in my career. I've been uh, working in renewables for about three and a half years. Um, so I grew up on my my family's farm uh, over in Fowlerville, Michigan, uh, pretty close to Fowlerville on, on Grand River. Um, so that's where I was raised. That's where I worked um, in the summers growing up um, until I went off to school at Grand Valley to get my degree. So around uh, 2017, uh, my, my family was approached by Ranger Power about a potential solar project in Shiawassee County, Michigan. Um, so this today is the Assembly Solar Project, which is the uh, the largest active solar project in the Midwest. Um, but back in 2017, it was still just kind of an idea. Um, so as I was uh, kind of working through my, my undergrad at Grand Valley, um, I uh, started as an intern with Ranger Power. I was able to learn more about the industry as I was kind of wrapping up my degree. Um, when I graduated in 2019, I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to come on full-time with the Ranger Power. And uh, since that time, I've been managing a, a handful of projects across the state in development. So I, I certainly, you know, take a lot of pride in being able to, to continue working in Michigan especially, and then being able to work with, uh, with family farms like my own. So, so tell me a little bit more about that. When you say largest, give me and the folks that are listening in what, what, what you're talking about in terms of size. Mm -hmm. So the, the assembly solar project is divided up into three phases that total 239 megawatts of electricity. So uh, for, for ballpark, that's a project that's around, uh, 1500 acres total, and it generates enough electricity to power in the ballpark of 35,000 homes in Michigan. Okay. okay. And you describe it as, as, uh, um, Rangers effort is working with, uh, farmers and, uh, farm families, uh, on their properties. Uh, describe that a little bit more. Is it is it is it the notion that they, this is a additional uh, activity on their farms, or is it completely they're moving away from um, their role in terms of agriculture? Yeah. So it th there are a couple different ways to look at it. Um, 
typically the, the, the first step in the project development process is just going out and meeting with these large landowners that we've identified having suitable property for these types of projects. So oftentimes these are farms that, you know, might be several hundred acres or even, you know, well over a thousand acres. Mm -hmm. um, it's most common that a farmer might consider including a portion of their overall farm in a solar project. Um, if it is enrolled in the project, you know, that land wouldn't be farmed actively. It would be basically be laying fallow mm -hmm. um, while the project is operational. So from the farmer's perspective, they'd be receiving an annual uh, consistent new source of revenue for the portion of land that's enrolled in the solar project. Um, and then they're still able to continue farming, you know, whatever other portion of their farm they, yeah. they choose okay. to. Is there, is there a, and I, this, I'm going a little bit off sort of the questions we had, but I'm just very curious. Sure. Is there a minimum size that you guys are looking for uh, that makes, makes sense for Ranger Power and would make sense um, for a particular farm? Yeah, the, so the, the projects that we develop are typically 100 megawatts and larger. So, so rough acreage, we, we estimate it takes about five acres of solar panels oh. to generate um, one megawatt of electricity. Yeah. So we're looking at projects at a minimum size of about 500 acres. Um, okay. And the reason for that, you know, the larger projects uh, achieve better economies of scale sure. and as a result become more cost competitive as we're marketing this power to, uh, to utilities throughout the state. Right. So, so I know that, you know, Ranger Power works closely with the electric utilities here in Michigan, um, one of which is consumers who, as a part of their clean energy plan to increase renewable energy, is planning to eliminate coal electricity by 2025 and achieve net zero carbon by 2040. Tell, tell us how that work, the work being done by Ranger is helping with those goals. Yeah, yeah. So so both of Michigan's largest utilities have put forward um, pretty aggressive goals over the course of the next uh, decade and a half to phase out coal and replace that electricity generation with renewable sources. Um, solar power today is the cheapest form of electricity available on the market. So it's it's naturally very well slated to make up the new need for power uh, resulting from taking these coal plants offline. Um, in addition to that, uh, there's been a big increase in corporate demand for renewables, you know, as mm -hmm. for example, our auto manufacturers have put forward goals uh, to transition to 100% renewables. So that's helping to drive uh, the demand for okay. both solar and wind projects in the state. Um, now, Ranger, yeah, you mentioned consumers energy. Uh, we, so far to date, you know, we've agreed to sell consumers 150 megawatts of electricity on the Hartwood solar project in Hillsdale County, which will be operational in 2024. We've also agreed to sell them 100 megawatts of electricity on the River Fork project down in Calhoun County. Um, in addition to that, we have a partnership with DTE 
on the assembly solar project for 79 megawatts of electricity and 160 megawatts with MPPA and Lansing Board of Water and Light on that project as well. Wow, that's, that's fantastic. So one of the things that I know uh, in terms of sort of the, the uh, what I would say, the mission statement, the, the uh, direction that the company is going in is this notion of a community first approach and that that's a priority for Ranger Power. So what does that mean for Michiganders mm -hmm. when you say community first approach? Yeah, yeah, so I, it, it means a few things. I think, um, I think Ranger has been successful across the Midwest for, for a few reasons. You know, I think one thing that differentiates us from other developers working in this space really is a, a commitment to being open and, and transparent in the communities that we're working in about what we're looking to develop. You know, a, a couple examples, I think, um, before we file any permit applications uh, with these local townships that we're working with, uh, project developers like myself uh, will go out and knock on the doors of all of the neighbors of these projects to you know, try to make introductions, answer questions, and to try to get feedback from them on how they would like to see the project considered. So the benefit from us is, you know, we can work to address those concerns in the applications that we plan to submit. And in many cases, you know, we can even make uh, design considerations on the project based on that feedback. You know, we also try to meet very early on um, with local government officials and stakeholders, usually over a year in advance of filing applications to start developing those relationships. And answering questions, um, I think it's important to to you know stress some of the, the the benefits that these projects bring to the communities that we work in. Um, you know, one project that I'm working on pretty actively right now is the uh, Headland Solar Project in uh, northwestern Livingston County. You know, this is a project that we anticipate we'll create about $2 million in new tax revenue in the first year and generate uh, around 300 new construction jobs, you know, many of which will be able to be filled locally by people that live within this community. So, you know, I think there, there are a lot of different benefits that come along with these projects, but it is important for developers, I think, to be mindful of the fact that uh, we're proposing a change in a land use in a rural area that hasn't historically seen a ton of change. So it's on us to, I think, be responsible with that development. Okay. Okay, that's good. Good to understand. Um, you know, and you kind of touched on this particular question uh, that, you know, there are lots of challenges that you've described how you're, you're responding to some of those. Some of them are technical, some of them are community issues. And you know, I think to your credit as a company, um, you have been navigating sort of a really complex landscape and, and helping to create this this kind of new new uh, positive environmental impact, but also you know demonstrating to the surrounding community um, how that um, can be uh, beneficial. So I'm going to close out with you know what are sort of the the technology advancements that are happening in the solar power space and. What are the trends are you seeing in the industry? Yeah, 
Yeah. So one of the, one of the big ones, first and foremost, I think is the inflation reduction act, uh, which was passed last year. Um, you know, th this is some of the most meaningful legislation, um, that has been passed certainly in my lifetime, uh, to make, you know, meaningful investments in, in renewables. Um, it does, it does a few things that really affect the work my company is doing. Um, one of them is the extension of the investment tax credit through 2032, uh, which was originally set to expire at the end of this year. Um, the IRA also will help to spur domestic manufacturing for renewables, which I think is huge. Um, historically, you know, many components of solar and wind projects have been manufactured overseas. And the IRA mm -hmm. you know, helps to expand manufacturing and renewables. Because of this, you know, my company expects that solar panels on our future projects will be built using American-made panels for the first time um, on a large scale. In addition okay. to this, you know, we see expansions in battery storage technology increasing, um, things like that. Yeah, very good. Well, listen, I um, want to let you go. Thanks for joining us today and giving us this overview about the company and, and all the good work that you're doing. Uh, you know, the city of Ann Arbor uh, and other organizations here in and around, um, you know, our, our area that we serve are very interested in advancing zero carbon goals. So we're really looking forward to continuing to work with Ranger Power and finding more sites um, that will add, you know, to the, to the inventory of, of uh, solar power availability here. So I wanna thank you for speaking with us today. I also wanna thank our audience for listening and learning more about those leaders and organizations who are working hard to create the Ann Arbor region's economic future. These conversations are brought to you by Ann Arbor Spark. For more information about Spark, you can find us on the web at annarborusa.org, also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. For more information about Ranger Power, please visit Ranger Power so that's the two words together, dot com.